0: I'm mm-hmm. sorry.
1: Stoffel. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or Don, just kidding, welcome back for another week of your Midwestern nerds. I am Chad Coffin. And I'm Brian Stoffel. And we hope you enjoyed our second installment of the Doomsday Pods last week. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back, listen to the Doomsday Pods, listen to your Midwestern nerds' top albums that they would have to have in their nuclear, zombie apocalypse, global warming, holocaust radioactive destruction apocalypse bunker. You said apocalypse twice. Damn it. <laughs> apocalypse. Um so, no. guys, socials and streamings, we are at Midwestern Nerds. That's M-I-D W E S T E R N E R D S at Midwestern Nerds on Twitter and Instagram. Midwesternerds at gmail.com The Midwestern Nerds Podcast on Facebook. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most recently Amazon Prime, Music in the Podcast section. Please take some time to rate and review us. It does not take very long, but it means a lot. We currently have 17 ratings on Apple Music. And I don't mean to brag, but they are all five-star. If we could bump that up to 25 five-star ratings this week, that would be sweet. What is that? Eight more ratings? That's not that many. I mean, I feel like we can push this. Maybe I'll push it on Insta. I'll push it on Twitter. We'll see what we can do. Get out there. Please rate and review us, guys. We really appreciate it. It means a lot and does a lot for the show. And without further ado, I want to kick into the news with your pal, Brian Stoffel. Our first story this week comes from a
0: tweet that was sent out last week from an unexpected person for a franchise that I wouldn't expect to see him in. Jimmy Kimmel tweeted last week, thrilled to announce I've been tapped to play Craven the Hunter in hashtag Spider-Man 3. At first, I thought maybe this was like a, a promotional stunt to get people to tune in. Like maybe he's got some special announcement like a title or they're going to start shooting or something because I don't know about you Chad but I don't picture Jimmy Kimmel as Craven the hunter at all I mean he kind of looks like he could fit the part but as far as like voice and physique I just I don't see it. Maybe he could fool well, me,
1: but we'll see. Well, and again, depending on when his uh, part shows up, when his character shows up, whatever it may be, and if it is Craven the Hunter, as he's queuing uh, it to be, I want to point back to this with the Marvel's Eternals. Kamal Nanjiani, he was that Indian guy, lanky, played a lot of nerdy characters, and then he came out and got freaking shredded For this movie, like, I remember when they casted it, I'm like, um, what? And then the cast photos came out, and I was like, oh, well, hello, Channing Tatum, I'm sorry, my mistake. You never really know, I mean, I get it, Kimmel has always been from the man show to the late night, to, you know, all this, he's been just kind of that, you know, not fat, but huskier, behind the the desk kind of guy, but you never really know in a three-piece suit, he could be hiding, you know, the body of the next Captain America, who knows? That's true. I just, I don't know. It's, for me, a
0: big part of Craven is the voice. And granted, we haven't really heard Craven speak in anything other than like the cartoon and video games, but he's always got that accent. You know what I mean. And I just, I
1: can't hear it with Jimmy Kimmel's face. Well, and on top of that, too, like, it, it, it bodes to your stance on this because. Kimmel doesn't have much of anything out there like does he have an IMDB page like does he have anything out there in the way of acting
0: chops that's true
1: I mean again I thought this was like a
0: promotional stunt to be like hey we're gonna be announcing something big the weird part about this news story to me was this announcement and then nothing after it like no confirmation from Marvel no announcement of any kind I mean if he would have announced something on the show i feel like he would have heard about it i mean as far as we know i don't think this has been talked about outside of that tweet by him on a show even so it's it's gonna be interesting to see where this story goes if it does go anywhere
1: so let me give you this off of his imdb page jimmy kimmel is credited as the dad and this these are just her voice I want to hit the voice. The dad and Boss Baby in 2017. He's credited as Batman in Teen Titans Go! to the movies in 2018. And then he plays a variety of roles in none other than Crank Yankers. One of them being basketball legend Carl Malone. The funny thing is, I have Teen Titans Go! to the movies. And I don't remember him being Batman in that movie. (laughs) Well, maybe that's because his voice acting is so much better than you know. Or it was the exact opposite. (laughs) It was so forgettable that I forgot about it. Fair enough.
0: I'll give you that. (laughs) Second story of the week. Space Jam 2 has a plot or plots or Or plops. (laughs) (laughs) There was a story synopsis that pretty much gave out the entire movie it's it's a lot of information that i didn't expect and we'll get into our thoughts but first let me just kind of read through this uh plot synopsis so that you are all on the same page as us during a trip to the warner brothers studio nba star lebron james and his son accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of the warner brothers stories and characters under the control of a malfunctioning, all-powerful force named AIG, played by Don Cheadle. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now to get back home, LeBron and the Tunes have to unravel AIG's mysterious plan and win an epic basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? That was a huge mouthful. This, I promise Brian read off the exact tweet from ben meckler who's gonna be the director on this movie he read the exact tweet he didn't read three different synopsises for a movie he didn't cut and paste all these together it was exactly what was tweeted out as the synopsis for space jam 2 why does it seem like it's three different movies (laughs) cut together
0: it's wow if you read me this pitch as a director and i was like a studio head if i was the head of warner brothers i'd be like all right this is gonna be a trilogy right because there's just way too much going on the fact that like the basketball game which was like the big part of space jam one that just feels like it's tacked on the end because oh we need to call it space jam and there's got to be a reason why it's lebron
1: and his son being in this movie and who needs to see LeBron's son anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, they can't put him on camera anymore because after the NBA Finals was over, LeBron went home and gave him the whooping of the lifetime after LeBroni. Did you see that Instagram video that went up? No, um, I didn't. Yeah, so the memes were wild during the NBA Finals because after the first game of the NBA Finals, not that this is related, Bronny Jr., so LeBron's son, um, posted a video to Instagram of him smoking a blunt. And then it it quickly got deleted and pulled down. But the memes that went out over the following days and weeks is like Bronny on the phone with Jimmy Butler of the Heat. Like, man, you got to keep this series going because the second my dad wins this championship, he's coming home to whoop my ass. <laughs> so it's been the running joke in the NBA and on the social media platforms. that as soon as LeBron won this championship, he went straight home to take the belt off and show what's up. Yeah. But and who knows? Like, I mean. Brownie Jr. isn't screen applicable now, but before he could have been, and, and maybe it's not his son in it. Like before you took Michael Jordan and put him in there who he wasn't really an actor, and then you had all the Looney Tunes, and then you added guys in like Danny DeVito and um Bill Murray, and then who's I can never who who played Stan Potlack? He's the guy from um Um Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Um is Newman. That, is it Newman? Yeah.
0: Yes. His name is Newman okay. in so Newman.
1: Or uh, the guy from Newman. Jurassic Park, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so they put people around him. I really don't think that they'd take LeBron James, not an actor, stick him with his son, not an actor. It could be his son for the movie, but I really would really doubt that. No, well, would...
0: LeBron was in Trainwreck.
1: Yeah. He's got some movie credit. Actually, to give him credit, I will say this. Like <laughs> one of his lines in the movie, the Downton Abbey line in Trainwreck, was really, really funny. He was like, no, I can't miss *Downton Abbey*. I can't record it. I'll get depressed the next day. They'll all be talking about it. They'll give me all the spoilers. I laughed really hard at that line in the movie. I will admit, I mean, anything to take my mind off of Amy Schumer. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy Ben Meckler, he's credited with visual effects on *GI Joe: Retaliation*, *Kippo*, and the I don't know *Kippo* and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. He was a writer on *Final Space*, which looks like a. TV show that was on in 2018. I don't know exactly what he's bringing to the table. Somebody made a really good point earlier to me and they said, you know what this sounds like is very Roger rabbit It's It doesn't seem like Space Jam. It seems exactly like who Framed Roger Rabbit? Like, it's all over the place. There's humans, there's animations, there's there's no true, real... The only root of the storyline is that Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but it's wild the rest of the time. Like, it's exactly like the... Do you remember the Looney Tunes movie that came out? And what was it? Who was in it? Was it Brendan Fraser was the main guy? Yeah, Looney that Tunes movie? back in action. Yeah, it was wild, too. Like, it was all over the place. I don't mind that being the case, but branded as such... Right? Do not brand this as Space Jam 2 just because LeBron's in it and there's a basketball game. That's fine. The entire premise for Space Jam, spoiler alert, sorry, if you haven't seen Looney Tunes, it came out like 1996, or not Looney Tunes, it Space Jam. 1996, the aliens come down from Swackhammer, who is voiced by Danny DeVito, they say, you need to go get the Looney Tunes to help our attraction park. They go down there, and on the off chance that they could possibly say themselves, Bugs Bunny tricks the aliens saying, you need to beat us in a game of basketball. They steal the talent from the NBA players. They train. They realize they can't train enough to beat these mon-stars. They bring Michael Jordan in. At the end of the day, they win the basketball game. It is literally about basketball from start to finish. Nothing ever changes. It literally even loops in why Jordan left basketball went to baseball, and then came back to basketball. They blame the Looney Tunes basketball game on why Jordan came back to basketball. So it's all about basketball. I don't care if they wanted to do Space Jam 2 with LeBron. That's fine. and do it that way. But I would love to just see it as a reboot, not as, like, a whole new reworking of everything. Like, just run it back again. Like, it was a beloved movie, and I think people would like it again. Just do it with more updated characters, and that's fine. But... Now you're adding all this. uh, Do one movie or the other. Do this whole zany, all the Warner Brothers uh, characters and stories and properties. Or do the basketball game. I don't understand how these go together.
0: Right? If this would have been called like Looney Tunes Lost in the Studio or something like that. Starring LeBron James. That would make more sense. But like you said, to have it be Space Jam 2 and then have all this other stuff. To have Who Framed Roger Rabbit meets the Avengers, and then tack on Space Jam at like the last what thirty minutes of the movie, as like the final
1: battle or whatever. Well, and what is this gonna be? Like an MCU length movie? Is Space Jam two gonna be two hours and forty five minutes? So we get a thirty minute basketball movie, you know, a thirty minute basketball scene at the end, a thirty minute opener, and then an hour in the middle of all this like Looney Tunes Warner Brothers stuff. I mean, unless you're going to cut and chop things and only give tiny little baby segments, this idea is way too big to pack into an hour and a half long movie or even two hours at that. I don't know. It sounds like a big mess. I mean,
0: they do have one thing going for them right now with COVID. They have the time to kind of sit back and be like, is this a good idea? Like, do we need to go back to the drawing board? Do we need to like rethink this plan? I'm curious to know, I mean, We have social media, but I'm not, like, Twitter and Instagram guru. I'm curious to know how the world feels about this. If they feel similar to us or people. Very much so.
1: Very much the same as us. A lot of people.
0: So, hopefully, they'll take a page out of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and be like, uh, people hate this. Maybe we should, like I said, go back to the drawing board
1: and refigure this out. And like we said before, we've said this so many times. We can sit here and talk so strongly opinionated unless we're coming at you with facts about like, this is the year a comic book came out and this is the edition and this has appeared in it and we know it for a fact. A lot of this is opinion based. We provided you with exactly the synopsis. That's a fact of the tweet that came out. Now we're providing you with our opinions on it. And again, Our opinions, take them or leave them. They might be worth gold, they might be worth trash. Like we said before, if they're worth gold, come back to us a year from now and tell us that we were right. I think the one thing that we have to look at is that we are approaching this from Space Jam fans, from 27, 28-year-old people who were kids when this movie first came out. And I loved Space Jam. I, like, loved it. I've watched it over and over. I burnt out the VHS, and I have it on DVD and Blu-ray. I think the DVD copy is over at my in-laws house because my son's like papa will love this and he took it over there one time whatever it's irrelevant but i've watched it a ton of times i love that movie i think we have to take another approach to it and not just look at it from our point of view but also look at it from the point of view of the kids that now watch twitch and they watch tv shows based around twitch and video games and these kids love to watch other people play video games and they love to watch all this, there's a game, there's a TV show right now called Player Select. We're in a 30-minute segment. They have 12 different people that can be picked from. And the show will pause in the middle, pick a different person, boom, they're in a different video game narrated by the person playing it. Boom, five minutes later, they switch, they switch, they switch, they switch. So who knows? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe this movie is targeting the now 10-year-olds like we were when we first saw Space Jam. We loved it at that time because... We like sports and we love Looney Tunes. But maybe now they need that zany video game, wild jump back and forth stuff. And maybe that's just what they need to be successful.
0: I'm surprised that you played the devil's advocate here. Because now I'll, I'll turn this around. If that's the movie that you wanted, don't call it Space Jam 2. Because if they're trying to direct this movie towards that younger audience, I don't think that they're doing it by calling it Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2 is going to reach out to us, who grew up with Space Jam 1. Because other than the HBO Max Looney Tunes shorts, do kids even know who Looney Tunes are anymore, even? Right. Like, the Looney Tunes, the sports stuff, like, that should be the grab to get us to take our kids to the theater. And then introduce them to the Looney Tunes and Space Jam 1, and then go from there.
1: I think you're absolutely right, and I think it, it, that's what it might come down to, is brand recognition. I thought, I think Warner Brothers got LeBron, and they're like, oh, duh, Space Jam, you know, one of our most beloved movies of all time, you know, let's just kick it back to that. We have a basketball player, let's do it, but let's make it something different. So they use that brand recognition while it might not be on brand. That'd be like saying somebody from Folger's Coffee knocked on a, like our door tomorrow and was like, we'd like to sponsor your podcast, but you have to call it Folgers Midwestern Nerds podcast doesn't make any sense, no. But what I take the brand recognition of Folgers <laughs> above our Midwestern Nerds name? Uh, yeah,
0: sacrilege that's all I
1: hear. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, again, like we've talked about so many times, this was just a tweet. This is true, yeah. that's this is all, and that's all it could be because somebody come up in like a week or two and be like. Yeah, that guy didn't know what he was talking about. He has nothing to do with this. Oh, okay. Or it could
0: be like we, like we mentioned with the Sonic the Hedgehog" thing. You know, fans reacted poorly, so then they went back and changed it. So I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And our last news story of the week, we're bringing back another old franchise in a big (laughs) way. This is one of Chad's favorite franchises of all time. The Power Rangers are making another comeback. It was announced on THR this week that Jonathan Entwistle, who was the creator of The End of the effing World on Netflix, and I'm not okay with this, I also think that was a Netflix show, he has been tapped to take on the Power Rangers franchise with a brand new rebooted movie that will from this point forward tie into the tv show so now we're going to have one whole concrete connected universe of power rangers tv movies and they also talked about expanding it in other ways as well i couldn't
1: be more excited i was super stoked when they rebooted power rangers two years ago i was, was I, that two years ago or was that i think it was it was at least two years ago already.
0: Because we were living together at the time. That was more than two years Shit, ago. Yeah. Three? Maybe four? I think it's closer to four or five at this point.
1: <laughs> time has no meaning. Time is a fake construct, it's an enigma. I have the movie. I have the pops. I saw it in theaters twice. Like, I loved it. I loved it for everything that it was. Brian Cranston, they had some quality actors in it. To play the rangers they played it from all different aspects phenomenal score as well awesome music in it you had cameos at the end of the movie from the the pink and the green ranger like uh amy joe johnson and uh jason david frank just so many things so great you brought in brian cranston and then um oh lots of things elizabeth banks thank you a lot of really good pieces some things i wasn't super fond on. But again, overall, they brought My Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back to life. So I was so excited to see what more they could do. Unfortunately, it flopped really hard and didn't make any money. So the sequel was very... It was teased to get a sequel and then... Yeah, it just burned out.
0: As soon as, yeah, as soon as like the first month, they were like, Nope, just kidding, not happening.
1: They said they were hoping that because the toys and everything was selling so well overseas that they might be able to do it, but it just didn't work out. So to see now that they're going to do a Rangers reboot and that's going to be based uh, with one director or one showrunner, rather, for the show and for the movie to link it all together in, like, a giant universe for Power Rangers is going to be just, it's awesome. I'm excited. Like, from the comic books they've been putting out, hopefully that gets tied into the show and we get a little less campiness and a little more like what where the Power Rangers movie when it came out was a lot grittier. It was a lot more real versus the campiness still to this day of the T V show. My son watches all of it, you know. Turbo, Dino Thunder, Samurai. As much as you can love Power Rangers, it is a little it's campy. It's very much like, oh, we're a kid again. Like that's how you have to watch the show through those rose tinted lenses. so hopefully they bring in that grittiness from the movie and really make it something that power ranger fans of all ages can love
0: yeah and to go off of uh what you said about the comics i kind of hope that maybe not right away but at some point if this does turn out to be a success is to bring that storyline from the recent comic books of the shattered grid into the mix and then get some of those past rangers in there as well you know maybe even get uh Jason, david frank to be Lord Draken or whatever, I think that would be really exciting to see that. Not just read it, but then to also see it on the screen. Because when they had that live action trailer teasing that story, like that got me excited. And like being able to see that, that would be that'd be pretty sweet. But yeah, this is exciting. I mean, like you, I enjoyed that last movie that came out. Unfortunately, we didn't get that sequel, but it is. Kind of exciting to see where they can take this franchise with all the things that have come out and developed in the Power Rangers universe
1: in that span. With a reboot as cool as the Power Rangers in store for us on TV and cinema, Brian had an awesome idea for this week's main topic. We want to talk about franchises, films, movies, TV shows that we think and that you think, if you can tell us what you think, should be rebooted. Or revisited or redone. What TV shows or movies, like I said, what do we think can be rebooted? We want to reboot to the Snooch. If Kevin Smith can do it with Jane Silent Bob over twenty five years old, I think we can do it with other stuff.
0: My list this week isn't as big. Life has been a little chaotic for me this week, so I didn't get as much time to put into this, but Chad came very prepared this week.
1: Very Let's use very loosely. Very loosely, very loosely. Loosely. Sorry.
0: There you go again. Trying to confuse our listeners. Just wait until
1: we get into sports. <laughs> oh, god. <gosh. laughs>
0: I'll read through a couple of mine, and then I'll kick it on over to Chad. The first one that I thought of was the Josh Trank movie, Chronicle, and how that ended kind of open-ended. That was like the, the found footage superhero movie.
1: Oh, there's like, three kids who, like, got yep. out. Okay. Michael yeah. B. Jordan's,
0: like, breakout role yeah. that got him big. That movie ended where, like, heroes were kind of, like, on the scene now. And the one kid was trying to, like, go out and figure out, you know, where they got these powers and if they could get more or whatever. And I I felt disappointed that we didn't get a sequel to that. That felt like a good opening chapter into a world that we don't get to explore anymore. Another movie that I thought of was The Losers, which mm. has an all-star cast that if they tried to make that movie today with that cast, they wouldn't have done it because... <laughs> they couldn't
1: afford it. No, they couldn't
0: afford it <laughs> just based off of the cast alone. We had Jeffrey Dean Morgan. We had Zoe Saldana. We had Idris Elba and Chris Evans all together. <laughs> and there was like two other people on that team, but they were...
1: Forget about... Yeah, forget small about Small enough roles, like...
0: but that movie is a slept on movie i enjoy that movie a lot it's funny it's entertaining it's action packed the problem is it was another one of those movies where it was like we can have a franchise in this or we can at least go one more movie to tie this story up and they just didn't get the chance kind of like the power rangers it just didn't make the money that it needed to as weird as it is to think about now those actors were not leading names those weren't the kind of actors that carried a movie because they weren't in these big movies that they were in today this was before chris evans was captain america this was before zoe Saldana was gamora this is before i just elbow made it big in all of the movies that
1: he's been in this movie its budget was only 25 million you you could <laughs> maybe you, could, you probably couldn't get chris evans for 25 million probably not Come on. like i mean and, it, and to be fair like you said the slept on movie it only did 29.9 mil at the box office
0: which is why it didn't get that sequel right it's so made it made like 4.9 what?
1: million like that's not it's, enough to get you a sequel. exactly but
0: if you get a chance to find this movie streaming anywhere you find it cheap at walmart or target i highly suggest picking it up boom a best off recommendation right here in our main topic uh yeah this is a movie that the is based off of a comic series and the comic series is great and i wanted to see how the movie was gonna go because the first movie took the main ideas and the core elements from the first like half of that series but then turned it into its own thing and i wanted to see where the second movie was gonna go so as far as like a reboot or
1: a deserved sequel i feel like that movie deserved it i would give you that uh, we get so many times where there's movies that i don't necessarily think it put out there well enough or advertised well enough or get enough love that could definitely use a sequel or a prequel like just more of that content that they just don't get because it's not out there it's not beloved like how did kick-ass get a second movie but the losers didn't right you know what i mean like Yeah, Kick Ass was a fun movie, but it was not as good as The Losers, especially with that star studded cast. And it was a 2010 movie. So we're talking like Captain America's coming on the scene, Idris Elba's showing up for Thor. Like, there's people who are coming into their own in these movies to bring those guys back if you had the right money. It was put out by Warner Brothers. It's not like Warner Brothers doesn't have the money. I had a couple picks. I'm glad you went the movie route because I went more TV route. And one of the first ones, and I know there's going to be groans from the audience because I talk about this show all the time because I freaking love this show. I think they need a third installment, at least a third installment of Avatar. So they did Avatar The Last Airbender, which showed Aang and Katara Sokka when they were kids fighting the Fire Lord. And then they jumped like almost 100 years into the future into the Industrial Revolution, steam engines, cars, and stuff like that for The Legend of Korra. The Legend of Korra got so much heat because it was so different than the first Avatar, and there was so much hate that came off it. That's why they never continued that series. There was so much hate for what was originally a beloved kids' show, TV Mm -hmm. show. They never went on for something else. But I think one opportunity we really missed out on was seeing those characters from the original avatar the last airbender in their prime the avatar Aang. Mm. we see the avatar when he's 12 years old and Mm. then we see flashbacks in Korra of when you know a couple here and there's why did we not get to see well technically 140 but 40 year old Aang like the avatar in his prime Mm. master of all elements creating peace across the world Katara the waterbending master at like 14 and now a waterbending master Sokka a general in the army Toph the first metal bender how could we not possibly want to see these guys in their prime Prince Zuko then the fire lord when the story ended now fire lord Zuko we don't want to see that like as an adult there I feel like there's so much opportunity but Dave Filoni has said before he doesn't want to revisit the avatar series again because they received so much hate from Legend of Korra, well, which, then they tried to come back live action
0: yep. on Netflix, and now with all the problems that they had, and they're backing out.
1: Uh, yeah, well, because like, Netflix wanted to steer it in a direction. They're like, "Oh, we want to age all the characters up. We need to add gore and sex and violence." And Dave Filoni and the the creative team from Avatar: The Last Airbender are like, "No." And if you're gonna do it, we're gonna leave. So again it's really created a backlash from that avatar community. Like we we've seen the live action that comes without these guys. We don't want it because there was a movie (laughs) that happened. That was live action and it was horrendous. Granted it was in the area era when CGI was really getting its, you know, getting its ground, like its legs under it and really getting going. But it was awful and it was a nightmare. And, be, even though, I mean, Netflix puts on a ton of good stuff, and I really like—I want to believe that Netflix will do a good job of this, whether they have Filoni or not, but that whole part of the Avatar fan base that is like, we know what happens with live action that doesn't involve them, we want nothing to do with it. So again, more discouraging just because people have sour opinions, because that's not exactly how they want it to be. But I really think we missed out on an opportunity. I really think if they rebooted that and did another animated series or live action, whatever it may be, with that team in their prime, I think it would be amazing. So my second was not an animated one, but technically another kids' show. I think one that could be not continued. Well, technically continued, but could be rebooted because you do still have some of the actors. It's one of my favorite kids' movies of all time. One of the greatest movie trilogies of all time, in my opinion. The Mighty Ducks. Come on. Emilio Estevez can still hang. Kim Thompson can still hang. There are bits and pieces of the original lineup of these Mighty Ducks movies that you could bring back to reboot it. And basically give the people the same storyline. But make Emilio Estevez the old skate sharpener. Make Keenan Thompson the new Emilio Westerner. Make him the new Gordon Bombay. Like, make him show the kids the knuckle puck. Bing. I mean, I'm telling you, some of those actors, they haven't worked in a while. Bring them back. Show them what the Bash Brothers can be. Bring that back. We need a fun-loving kids hockey movie. When's the last time there's been a hockey movie? Miracle? Goon is great, but like, That's not a kid's movie. That's not a family-friendly movie. We got a trilogy out of the Mighty Ducks back in the 90s, and it's an amazing movie. All three of them are awesome. I could go upstairs, sit down, watch all three right now. But they need to tweak it. They need to make it more fun for the kids nowadays. But I think it's absolutely a doable movie. Or if they wanted to just hit, like, tap
0: that nostalgia button, they could even bring the whole cast back and they're like
1: the olympic team and they're trying to win the olympics right yeah you could bring back a handful of the actors for an snl skit with keenan thompson and that'd be fine i would just like to see some form of revitalization for that because again loved the movie as a kid it went off without a hitch one two three and again you have some of these actors some of them not so prominent some of them not so big but again nilio estevez Hasn't been in a lot of stuff lately, but it's still, I can say Emilio Estevez and people are like, oh, Night at the Rock's No, I'm just kidding. Um, but a lot of people know the name and Keenan Thompson, it still continues to show up in things. I don't want to bury the lead, but he's in the movie that's my best stop recommendation this week. That just came out like less than a month ago. There's still relevant actors. There's still relevant players in this. So I think you could definitely do a revival or a reboot for The Money Dots. Oh, absolutely. I have a
0: couple more on my list. I'm going to also hit Kid Realm, but I'm going to bring it into movies as well. My first one that I want to talk about is G.I. Joe. I know that they're making a Snake Eyes movie that's coming out, and I hope that that movie is good enough to be the reboot for that. But I feel like G.I. Joe is like a franchise that could be awesome. And I mean, the second one that came out was decent. I enjoyed it the rock was in it bruce willis was in it they killed off duke in the beginning spoilers but they showed that like you don't need that big guy to carry that first movie they they tried to do that reboot within a sequel and because the first movie was just hated so much it didn't get the audience to carry that franchise forward but i feel like there's a lot of potential with that franchise to make a cool even just like a war movie and the other one i want to talk about is a franchise that has a really bad taste in a lot of people's mouths just because of the way it was handled in live action movies but i want a transformers reboot yeah. get michael bay out of there bring in somebody new bring in somebody fresh again they tried it with the bumblebee movie which was good But I don't think that movie got enough attention just because of everyone thought that it was another Michael Bay Transformers movie. I still can go back and watch that first one and enjoy it a lot.
1: First one, I loved that first I loved Transformers. I read some of the comic books. I loved the animated series. I loved everything they did for it. So when they saw the first live-action movie, I loved it. It was awesome. Plus, Teenage Me didn't mind Megan Fox being in it. So... (laughs) And I was one of the rare few that liked the third one, The Dark of the Moon, I think it was called. Okay. But I feel one, like... Which one had the old, like, Scottish warplane? Like, they visited that um, army base or that museum, and it was, like, that huge black plane. And it oh. was like, it's a Decepticon! And he came back to life, and he had, like, a kilt, like he was a giant plane. That was the second one. That was the second one? Yeah, I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> but I just
0: there's a lot of potential with that i mean that franchise is still around now there's an animated like three-part series on netflix but it's been around since the 80s and there's enough to that franchise to carry it that long why can't we get a decent representation on the big screen in live action stop focusing on human characters and focus on the transformers they have enough human qualities to let you be attached to them so we don't need those human characters let's just focus on what the property is called the transformers
1: well it continues to be a proven property and a usable property too because they continue to reboot it for kids like there's the rescue bots and there's the they continue to put out more and more transformers based series for kids just not for adults and it's like why if you know that it works why can't you just make it work for a larger audience
0: i mean and i guess too if you really wanted to have human characters be your leads the beginning of the first transformers movie where they're in the desert with the army and they're like what the hell is this robot that's like in the middle of a war zone bring in that perspective you know don't I don't need another teenage human to be like, you're the key
1: to our robot society. Right.
0: Like I don't know. I feel like that's that is a franchise that just needs, it needs some time but it, then it needs
1: to come back. I have one more. You have one more? I do have another one. So, I'm going to tell you this in advance because I know there's some people who watch this in their car on trips with their kids in there. I'm going to drop a big F-bomb very shortly, so turn the volume down for about uh, 15 seconds to 20 seconds my last pick is the teen titans animated series from cartoon on cartoon network and no not teen titans go fuck yourself i don't want anything to do with that i'm aware that teen titans go did a tie-in with all the other movies and the justice league and stuff teen titans was such a good run and they just ended it in such a weird spot like there were developing storylines with Beast Boy and Terra, and, and there were so many things going on with the show, and from my understanding, is it was beloved. like Everywhere I was, seeing it, hearing about it, watching it, people wanted more, they wanted to continue to ingest and just feed on this Teen Titans, and it just went away. It was a really good combination and representation of kids' cartoons, but with a, like a darker twist, like The whole storyline with Raven and her dad with, like, there's darkness inside of you. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to get into that. With Slade and with, you know, Robin and the original, you know, lineup of Robin and Cyborg and Beast Boy and Raven and Starfire. Like, they played those kitschy parts where, like, they are kids. There are parts to that. But also, they were those badass characters that they were supposed to be. And that got left just like, in a lurch. Like, in a black hole. That season ended. And, like, me and my buddies were like, I was like did you see the last Teen Titans? And they're like, yeah, oh my gosh. I cannot wait for that next season to come back. Like, I can't wait to find out what happened with this, 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 and that. And then it never came. So then, to spit in the face of that, they brought those characters back for Teen Titans Go, This the crossover event they did. But it had nothing to do with the original storyline. They just brought the characters back for it. Like...
0: I remember I wanted to watch that, and then I didn't. And I also remember at the end of Teen Titans Go to the movies, they teased that, but they only teased like the old Teen Titans, and everybody lost their mm-hmm. their minds when they saw that. So it is and it I, is a
1: series that couldn't make a comeback. Oh, absolutely! And again, I saw bits and pieces of the crossover event because my son loves Teen Titans Go, and he watches that stuff, and like the new Thundercats. Oh, You know, whatever mixed a crossover with Thundercats, go they call instead of Thundercats, ho! And they cross over a lot, which is awesome. Crossovers are always fun. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was a kid with like when I watched Disney Channel, they did like the the they did the Sweet Life of That's So Hannah Montana, where it was like That's a Raven Hannah Montana and the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Crossover events are fun for everyone. TMNT and the Power Rangers, like. The Avengers being a full, you know, event where all these characters are coming together. Crossovers are fun; they always are. But like, don't just stomp on my heart or our hearts and bring back, hey, here are these characters you love, but you'll still have no, no finality, no, no finalness of of understanding what happened to all these characters that you really loved. When I you think HBO
0: kid. Max is gonna be going back to that. Think so? I don't. I don't... I feel like I heard that somewhere, but don't quote me on it.
1: But I feel like it is in the works. Yeah, well, I heard that Jimmy Fallon's going to be craving the Hunter, So Jimmy Kimmel, whatever. <laughs> I would be. I would believe Jimmy Kimmel just as much as Jimmy Fallon. So whatever, throw it to the wind. All right, that's the end of the news this week. That's the end of the main topics this week. So you know what that means? It's time for the chit 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 Check it out. What's it, what, what? What's it all about? Let's turn this. We're gonna have to pay like 50 grand for that Beastie Boys song in there. So I don't know. You might want to cut that out. But it is time for the ch 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 check Checkdown! We gotta talk basketball. The first thing we gotta talk about is the new NBA champions, the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not a LeBron fan, but I give him a lot of credit because here he is again, the only person to have four finals and four mvps besides him is michael jordan people want to call him the goat i'm not a huge fan of calling him the goat because i think michael jordan is the greatest player of all time though the one thing i will mention about this is there are trade rumors that derrick rose may get traded to the lakers and i will tell you right now on this podcast if derrick rose goes to the lakers and lebron gets derrick rose a ring i promise from then on I will call LeBron the GOAT. I will no longer call MJ the GOAT because Derrick Rose, his story, he deserves it. So if LeBron can do that for Derrick Rose, I'll give it to him and I'll be done. Okay? All right. You've heard it here. First, folks, talk a little more NBA. Giannis. What is going to happen with the Bucks and Giannis? The Bucks have the opportunity to offer Giannis a, a super max. The Supermax, like the next giant contract, the next big money, like Patrick Mahomes, $503 million contract. Huge money. The only way we get Giannis to sign this contract is if we put some meat on this team. We went out and we got Eric Bledsoe and we signed Chris Middleton and we got Brooke Lopez and Robin Lopez. Like, we have role players on the Bucks, but we need another star, and Chris Middleton is not it. We need a star to run alongside Giannis. We see it with all these teams. LeBron wins the championship because of Anthony Davis. The Rockets go out and get Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You look at the Brooklyn Nets, one of them was injured and one of them was a dope, but Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. When uh, LeBron was down in Miami, you had Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Chris Bosh. It's no longer a world where one guy can win a championship. You have to get stars. So some of the people who are out there that people are talking about, one of the biggest ones is Chris Paul. Chris Paul had an awesome tenure with the Thunder. He had an awesome run with the Thunder. The Thunder had no reason to even be in the playoffs or last as long as they did. Chris Paul was 17.5 points per game, five rebounds and six and a half assists per game. Phenomenal stats, better than what our guys provide right now, plus... People will say that he is old, he's an older guy. I don't see old, I see veteran. I see a veteran leader that this team needs that we do not have right now. Plus, the tenacity that I saw out of Chris Paul on the court was like I've never seen before. So to bring a guy in like this, a point guard, which we have never had, Eric Bledsoe was fine, but never great. We need a guy like that. He also looked at Victor Oladipo of the Pacers. That's something that we can look at, too. He's been a little injury-riddled, but if you exclude 2019, the guy has averaged in his career over 31 points per game, four rebounds, and three and a half assists. I'm sorry? A guy that consistently averaged 30 points, 31-plus points, next to Giannis on the court? Yes, please. If not, another one uh, is Danilo Gallinari, 18.7 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 1.9 assists great again like another guy around the water cooler some rumor mill ones are mike Connolly, drew holiday dennis schroeder spencer dinwiddle patty mills but a lot of those guys are more again of your role players like brooke lopez was a cool signing and robin lopez was a cool signing and guys like that but we need a star like we need a guy who's going to come in and run side by side with the not not hold the thrown up not mazel Tov. A guy who's going to run side-by-side side with him like the other elite teams in the league have. I don't know what they're going to do. But if they don't do something now, we will lose Giannis. I'm telling you right now. This guy has a lot of loyalty to Milwaukee. He cares about the community. He cares about this team. But if this team does not care enough about him and isn't willing to take care of him, he's going to buy a plane ticket and he's going to leave us. And then the Bucks will be back into the abysmal abyss that we've been in for years. And we'll be stuck in that black hole. i I don't want to do it
0: i was just about to say i mean you talked about how one person can't do it but Giannis did get us to that point where finally we're we're something to talk about the bucks are something that we're on the tipping point we're there fear the deer isn't laughed at anymore as we are going to actually
1: fear the deer but hashtag own the future no 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 now enough owning the future now it's time to go now but who knows it's Milwaukee. It's, it's Wisconsin sports. We'll probably just screw ourselves, and then we'll be sitting in a hole talking about how, oh, Giannis went to the Warriors. Good, great, awesome. And now we've become bandwagon warrior fans. No, don't <laughs> you? No, never. <laughs> now we're on to hockey. Really quick one, just like the NBA. The Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Won the Stanley Cup again in the last decade they have as well, so good, glad for Tampa Bay, so L.A. wins the NBA championship nhl championship goes to tampa bay brian do you know why this is relevant that the nba championship went to la and the nhl championship went to tampa why is it relevant why is it relevant because the world series is on right now the baseball championship the world series and you know who's in it the la dodgers and the tampa bay rays there's a chance right now that the team no no it's not even a chance it's absolutely a fact that the team that brought home one of the other major championships in the United States is going to bring home a second one. Boston has done it for years. Uh, we we'll won't give a bonus pod one time about how much I hate Boston sports. We don't need to do it on here because the profanities will reign free. <laughs> but the LA Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays are facing off for the World Series. So we could see two championships in LA or two championships in Tampa Bay in one year. Game one, uh, was last night, so that is uh, Tuesday night, when the show comes out on Friday. Tampa lost to L.A. eight to three. Tonight being Wednesday, the second game is going on right now, and as we speak, the Rays are up five to two in the bottom of the sixth. So as we see, very balanced. The next game will be Game three, will be tonight, Friday as you're listening right now so as you guys listen right now if you listen really early like our our fans do most people listen right away the golden knight listens right at noon i got a guy who i work with listens right at noon or when he gets off of work they listen right away if not you might be listening to this right now as the third game is being played so we'll see where tampa and where la lay uh, but it's really exciting to see where that can that can go to and before i jump into my real nfl news I don't think that this is going to happen, but Tampa Bay with uh, the Buccaneers, with Tom Brady there and the new resurgence of talent, Tampa Bay not only, maybe, maybe a stretch, could win a Super Bowl and might bring a third championship to Tampa Bay in the same year, but also could be the first ever NFL team to play in the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Because it's in Tampa this year. It's never been done before. It was really close when the Minnesota Vikings won the NFC Championship two years ago, and they choked it away and lost, so it never happened. But, again, ifs some buts are cany, nuts.
0: <laughs> I knew the hockey news, and I knew the baseball news about Tampa Bay because of the constant reminders I got from Aikman and Buck during the Packer game this past Sunday, which We'll get into, I'm sure, with the NFL news that's coming up. But yes, I, I, I did know this. This was the one sports thing that I did know because of those constant reminders throughout the entire game. Brian,
1: Joe Buck yourself. <laughs> All right, and we head into the NFL news. The remaining undefeated teams are the Tennessee Titans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and... Come on, Brian. You can say it. Your boy. The Seattle Seahawks. That's true. Seattle Seahawks stay undefeated, top in the NFC East because not the NFC East, sorry NFC West, um, because they on a bye this week, so they didn't have to play. So Russell Wilson, uh, while running around because his offensive line is terrible and having to throw for a billion yards a game because his defense is terrible, gets a well-deserved rest. But he has two kids at home and a wife, so it's not really much of a rest. Um, let's talk about that first. The undefeated teams, so. Big Ben looks okay in Seattle. Ben Roethlisberger looks all right. And this undefeated Steeler team, they're good, but they're not what I deem as a threat. Green Bay now not being an undefeated team. We'll get to that in a minute. I see Green Bay as much more of a threat than the Steelers. They have some really talented young guys in uh, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. They have a lot of talent there, and their defense is doing well, but behind Big Ben, I don't think he's the guy to lead another charge. Very talented veteran guy, but I don't know if he's the guy there for it. Um, The Titans, the tan man from Miami, man, Uh, Ryan Tannehill for whatever reason, did not like that Southern Florida weather because now he's come up to Tennessee and turned into a potential MVP candidate. Like, this guy is just throwing the ball all over the place. He's got a dynamite running back in Derrick Henry, a great defense. Like, there's a lot of good things going on in Tennessee. I think as far as the undefeated teams go, just as far as the undefeated teams go, Seattle, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. That's how I see those three undefeated teams. With that being said, wins and losses aside, that one through three looks a lot different because there's a lot of teams that I would put between Seattle one and Pittsburgh, probably eight or nine. There's a lot of teams in there that I think could unseat them. So I know something that Brian's been really waiting to talk about. He's been so excited to talk about. Um, Green Bay made a trip down to Tampa, Florida. And I know because Rodgers is from California, he loves that warm weather, and I, I mean... How did he perform this last Sunday, Brian?
0: I don't want to talk about it.
1: Brian doesn't want to talk about how hot out of the gate the Packers scored 10 points. We're up 10-0. Not only that, Aaron Rodgers had a rushing touchdown that was called back because he had his knee down. And then they scored on a uh, a rushing touchdown from Aaron Jones. He threw out the Hingle McCringleberry Rhinos Keen Peel Triple Pump. As a celebration dance, which I thought was awesome. I saw a meme this week that had the picture of Aaron doing the hip pump. And on the bottom, it was like the bottom of a YouTube video. And it was like 10 photos taken right before disaster strikes.
0: I also saw that screen grab of Roger's head during that. When he's happy? Pasted on a girl that was sitting on a couch surrounded by a bunch of men that were all wearing tampa bay helmets because
1: (laughs) as we're going to go into now things got ugly real quick there's no brakes on this train um yeah it went really bad really fast tampa tommy took that 10 to 0 really personally and decided to turn up and rack points on the first thing that happened that turned the tide was the pick six so rogers first interception of the season uh, went for uh, six points in the other direction. I looked at my wife and I said, mark my words, mind you, my wife is a pac fan. She's from Wisconsin. I said, that is going to turn the tide. His that first, will shut down this team.
0: His first pick six and I think they said, like a couple of years even.
1: Oh, yeah. It's been, Tom Brady has had four pick sixes in his last six games. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has had one pick six in the last four years, including this. So, whatever. But, yeah, and that's enough to rattle a guy's cage. The next pass is incomplete that Rodgers has, and the next one is another interception. And I looked at it and I said, it's over. Put a fork in it right now. You could bet our savings. This game is over. And it was. uh, Tampa turned around to run 38 unanswered points. Aaron Rodgers was 16 for 35, 160 yards with two interceptions. No touchdowns. Threw for less than 50%. 160 yards is nothing. It's not going to do the job. The rushing leader for the game was Jamal Williams with 34 yards. The receiving leader for the game was Devontae Adams with 61 yards. That's not going to get it done. And Tampa Tommy's stats weren't even that hot. I think he threw for 170 yards, but I think it was like 17 or 18 for like 24, so high percentage, and and a touchdown or two. It was
0: definitely the defense that won that game for Tampa. I
1: mean, yes –
0: Tampa's offense played very well, but if it wasn't the fire that the defense kicked up and kept going throughout that entire game, would they have still won? Probably, just because of how shaken the Packers were, but would they have won by that much if the defense wouldn't have been as hot as they were? They wouldn't let the Packers offense do anything. And the Packers offensive line just got completely demolished every time. They talked about how Rodgers has been barely touched the past Four games, and
1: then they come to this game, and he's on the ground constantly. So besides, even before this happened, the offensive line was getting beat to hell, but then David Bacciari goes down. One yep. of the premier left tackles in the game, one of your premier blindside side guys, goes down mid-game, and like we said, Tom Brady didn't really have to shine. The defense kicked it into overdrive. The defense shut down the Packers just so that the offense could pile on. Ronald Jones, uh, the second with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he ended up with 113 rushing yards, two rushing TDs, and then he had two. Uh, he had a reception for, uh, or sorry, two receptions uh, for eight yards. He piled it on. Not a perennial running back by any stretch of the imagination, but he did pile it on with the Packers. Tampa Tommy turned back time to go four and two. I know that's a lot of tease. Tampa Tommy turned back time to go 4-2. In the first couple of games, people were leery. They're like, oh, okay, he looks fine. Like, don't get me wrong. Nobody's going to count on Tom Brady ever. Until that guy retires, they're going to look at that guy. But for the first couple of weeks, they're like, man, without Belichick, he looks like he might not be able to do it. He's dropping dimes to his old boy, Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski had his first touchdown of the 2020 season. It's his first touchdown since 2019. Like this, or, Sorry, 2018. He's been almost two years without a touchdown. Obviously, he spent a year off. But again, he's getting people involved. He's got a lot of weapons. You know, with this running back core, he's got a handful of players with one or four net if he can stay healthy. Um, his running backs that went off this week. Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, if he can stop getting concussions. Mike Evans, like perennial stars. The thing that sucks about Mike Evans is Mike Evans is a deep ball guy, and when Jameis Winston, while not accurate, could throw the deep ball, Tommy's just, he doesn't have it anymore. Brady just doesn't have that deep ball anymore. But it'll be exciting to see because, again, while I don't think it's going to happen, after watching a game like this, you never know. Tampa Bay might be playing a Super Bowl in their own stadium. Last couple points that we need to talk about for the NFL. Besides the last three undefeated teams, we have one defeated team the jets have yet to get a win the jets dot 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 trash dot dot dot, dot adam gase dot, dot 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 flaming trash that is my notes <laughs> to a t the jets are garbage they're an five. awful team on It's just Adam Gase is a terrible coach. He should have never been brought in. They brought him in, and now that the ship is burning, they're just going to send their captain down with the ship, and we'll see what happens at the end of this year. I don't think they'll get rid of him early. The main point to take away from the Jets being terrible is that most likely they'll have the number one draft pick when next year rolls around. Trevor Lawrence at Clemson will undoubtedly be the number one uh, pick unless he, for some reason, gets both of his legs torn off in a, a farming accident. That's not going to happen. This guy's going to be the number one at overall draft pick. If he's not going to get drafted overall number one, his beautiful hair will get drafted overall number one. Question for
0: you. How much do you need to lose before the coach is gone? You
1: need to go 0 and... I don't know. The Detroit Lions went like 0 and 15 and didn't fire their <laughs> coach. The Miami Dolphins lost every game in an entire season one time and they didn't fire their coach. You never know. Like, you can't know because McCarthy got fired from the Packers and got let go when they had won some games and lost some <laughs> games. It all depends. How
0: was that, that
1: game? It all depends on that franchise. Like, they brought in Adam Gase because he's the quarterback whisperer for Sam Darnold, this young, talented quarterback who can't seem to put it together, but it's not happening. So, <laughs> I don't know what will happen. But again, like I said, the main takeaway with Trevor Lawrence being the number one overall draft pick. More than one professional athlete, not even just in football, has come out and said, if the Jets have the number one overall draft pick next year and Trevor Lawrence is looking to go to the NFL, he should not. And he should play another year at Clemson. I don't blame him. If he, if, if Trevor Lawrence sees that the Jets have the number one draft pick, if they don't win a single game and they're going to have the number one pick, I absolutely would stay at Clemson. I would not go to that barnyard explosion, to that burning dumpster fire that is the New York Jets. Joe Burrow last year, the number one overall pick, goes to Cincinnati. Not the greatest team, but weapons all over. Great running back. You're looking all over. You see some really talented wide receivers. The defense is looking okay. There's some promise there. There is nothing in New York. There is nothing with that Jets team that there is any promise for any success. Spend another year in college. Drink some beer, play some beer pong, throw some fucking touchdown passes, live the the dream. You're the king in Clemson. You come to the NFL, now you're again a small fish in a big pond. Don't waste your time with the Jets. And before we get out of the NFL, it's time for fantasy football. And again, you nerds, it's time to throw away the Dungeons and Dragons and your N64 analog sticks because it's time for fantasy football with the Golden Knights. Hello, and welcome back to another week of Fantasy Football's Booms, Busts, and Sleepers. With me, as always, is the Golden Knight. Golden Knight, welcome. Thank you very much for having me again, Chad. Let's hear what you got, buddy. Let's start out with your boom for the week.
2: All right. My boom for this week is Josh Allen, quarterback from the Buffalo Bills. Josh started the year as a potential MVP candidate, but some bad games lately have put dampers on those plans. However, this week, he should play like MVP in fantasy as he gets the lowly Jets, we're the only team in the NFL to yet win a game.
1: Adam Gase continues to disappoint. It continues to prove the fact that he has no idea what football is. That team doesn't score any points. They don't stop any points from being scored. So I am not surprised at all by that pick for a boom, especially when he needs to bounce back after last week's game.
2: Absolutely. I expect big things from him. My bust for this week is Ezekiel Elliott running back for the Cowboys. The boys are a mess, to put it bluntly, and Elliott has not helped matters at all. Besides not cracking 100 yards in any game this year, he seems to have a problem holding onto the ball as well. With coaches and players fighting with each other in the media this week, I don't expect a big game despite playing the lowly Washington football team.
1: The one constant for that team has been Zeke. Dak goes down, they bring in a new quarterback, Jason Garrett leaves the, you know, last year. So he is the one thing that's been really constant on that team. And the only thing that's been constant about him is his inability con- to contribute consistently to the team.
2: Absolutely. So I
1: mean, And now uh, the problem that he's never had before, fumbling is now becoming an issue. So I could see that being a problem. Uh, it's a bigger problem because he's in my starting lineup in two of my leagues. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I can't help you with that. And uh, finally, my sleeper for this week is Christian Kirk, wide receiver Cardinals. I watched that beat down the cards, put on Monday Night Football, and came away impressed with, with Kirk's performance. I think even Chad will admit the Legion of Boom is gone in Seattle, and they are weak to the past. Jamal Adams' health is still up in the air, and if he can't go, look for the Cardinals to throw it all over the place.
1: I'm not a huge fan that a guest to the show decides to make jabs at the host, but I'm wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Seattle's defense has let up over 400 yards almost every single game this year. Uh, they are the worst pass defense in the league. So I could definitely see some problems there. Um, again, Christian Kirk is one of those. He is a sleeper. He's one of those under the radar guys now with DeAndre Hopkins there. So we'll just have to wait and see the guy is coming into his own. He is a young guy, but you never really know with uh, Kyler Murray on quarterback. You don't know what to expect, but Boom, bust, and sleeper. Hopefully, they perform better this week than last week. You got one out of three. uh, The last time we spoke (laughs) with Justin Herbert, Uh, we won't talk about the other two. Nope. (laughs) uh, Thank you again, Golden Knight, for sitting down with us. I can't wait till next week when we sit down, and I can either berate you for your picks or congratulate you on them. I know our fans, uh, rather listeners, enjoy uh, this segment. So again, for your fantasy booms, busts, sleepers, I have been Chad Coffin, and I'm the Golden Knight. And we will send you back to Brian and Chad on the pod.
0: And enough sports talk for this week. We're going to dive into the things that you guys crave, the things that you come to this episode for, and that's some best stuff recommendations. I'm going to start mine off this week with a little story. So as you all know, my girlfriend and I have been slowly putting our house together in the past
1: couple of weeks. a story about a band named Brian. And he has a girlfriend there putting together a home. Nope. All right. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, our house has been a construction zone, and we've been spending the majority of our free time building and doing house stuff. Saturday afternoon, my girlfriend was like, I'm going to go and hang out with a friend. I need to, like, get out of the house and get away for a little while. And I was like, oh, cool. So... I had some time on my hands. I'm scrolling through Netflix. Can't find anything. Because I was in a movie mood. I was like, I want to sit down. I want to just chill and watch a movie. Unwind. Go on Netflix. Scroll through. Nothing. Go on Hulu. Scroll through. Nothing. Hit up Amazon Prime. So I'm like, occasionally they'll have a movie. I'm scrolling through. And I hit this movie. And I'm like, I've seen this movie advertised. I've seen the poster. I've seen the memes from this movie. It looks dumb. I'll give it a chance. (laughs) Chances are, 20 minutes, 10 minutes into this movie, I'll be like, no, this is exactly what I thought it was. Peace out later. This movie is around an hour and a half, I think. I was invested the entire time. This movie stars Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. With two guns literally bolted to both of his hands... In the movie called Guns Akimbo. This is about this entertainment show on the internet. That's basically about people trying to kill each other. And of course the world as it is. Like the internet loves it. So this nobody guy who's down on his luck. Decides that he's going to troll the comment section of this video. Next thing you know the guys come. Bust down his door, knock him out, bolt the guns to his hands, and they're like, "Well, get these guns off your hands if you kill our top person. You have one day to do it. Either you kill her or she kills you. This movie was like if the writers from Kick-Ass and the writers of Deadpool came together and made this movie. It was weird. It was bonkers. It was funny, but it was believable at the same time. Daniel Radcliffe, carried this movie phenomenally he was believable as this guy that was that would be like your midwesterners here like you listeners out there just a random schmo that all of a sudden boom he's got guns on his hands and now he's gotta find his way out of this situation either kill the girl find the people who did this to him to undo the stuff it was a lot of fun This movie is currently on Amazon Prime, so if you are a Prime member, you have access to it. I highly suggest checking this movie out. Don't sleep on it like some of the other movies that we talked about earlier, because this movie does end where it could continue on. So it would be cool if it picked up this audience from Prime, anybody out there. So I will be the promoter right now. Seek this movie out. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. One more thing that I want to say. Daniel Radcliffe has a very good American accent. Like, he starts, the movie starts out with him narrating, and I'm like, who the hell's talking right now? And then they show him, and I was like, what? And then they actually show him talking, and I'm like, oh, you got a really good American
1: accent. Rupert Grint, unfortunately, is not the big studded, like, movie star that we thought he might be afterwards, but he did buy a fleet of ice cream trucks that he sometimes is in himself to give out free ice cream to kids uh, if you didn't know that ron weasley uh but uh emma watson and daniel radcliffe have gone on to have some exciting movie careers emma watson uh one of the ones that i really enjoy is person being a wallflower she's great in uh daniel radcliffe i haven't seen guns and Kimbo, but he was in um what is it, the lady in black or whatever that the girl
0: in black i think
1: I, right right that horror the movie, horror movie awesome yeah. loved him in it so can't wait to see guns Kimbo. Um, for those of you who don't know what akimbo means, um, it's an adverb that means with hands on the hips and elbows turned outward. So the title of the movie means guns with hands on the hips and elbows turned outward with Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Which basically describes the poster because he's with the guns out in the air. It's
1: like that scene from The Office where Michael and Andy and Dwight are like...
0: That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is.
1: Alright, so my uh, recommendation is not as serious, um, but it is on a streaming service. It's on Netflix. Um, Netflix original with Adam Sandler is uh, Hubie Halloween. It is an Adam Sandler, in my opinion, instant classic. It is up there with, like, the Water Boy. Like, we're talking, like, an instant classic. It's a Halloween movie that is... It's not scary, but it's ooh spooky, like it's definitely Halloween, but it's very fun. The character that Adam Sandler plays, Hubie, has the water boy voice the whole time. So he the whole time. Um which is awesome it has a lot of the original actors like a lot you know kevin james is in it a lot of the original guys from all of rob schneider plays a part in it there's guys throughout the whole movie that are from all of adam sandler's movies that you see in big daddy that you see in i now pronounce You chuck and larry and little nicky all these guys are in this movie um it does a ton of callbacks one of the women in the movie they don't like branded out there but one of the girls in the movie are named Valerie Valentine kick it back to the water boy Vicky Valentine
2: it, again
1: it's just these small little tidbits here and there it, they throw people in these actors in there that are well known and not well known but you know them from Adam Sandler movies it the whole time is a lot of fun it's just it, it's just a fun fun movie um pg-13 branded so maybe not a family family movie but it's one that you can i sat down and my wife and i enjoyed it heads to tails we love adam sandler movies we love that some of that slapstick some of that mr deeds you know big daddy kind of comedy if you like that kind of funny this movie is for you if you're an adam sandler fan this movie is for you it gives you a lot i'll lead this I'll, i'll give you this lead in it there's a bully in the movie, a, like a middle school aged bully. Do you know what his name is? O'Doyle. From from Billy Madison, O'Doyle rules! O'Doyle rules! The bully is named O'Doyle. So, like, it's again, it's all these little Easter eggs from all these Adam Sandler movies from forever with all these different actors and actresses that have been in it before. Um, it is a super fun Halloween movie to watch. It's a cross between a comedy and a horror flick. Big quotations around that it's not scary by any means but it, it's an awesome movie to watch that anybody who has enjoyed an adam sandler movie in the past could sit down and enjoy it now i would highly recommend it
0: i'll be honest before you championed the sign with your picket fence i had no interest in this movie but because of how strongly you are for this movie i will probably be checking this out
1: again, if it, I want to make this recommendation for people to try it out and give it a watch. if you're not a big Adam Sandler fan, this might not hit home with you. This might not stick with you, but if you can say, "I love the Water Boy, I love Big Daddy, I love little Nicky. I love like these Adam Sandler classics, where it's very much that slapstick. We're gonna make fun of this. we're gonna make you might not like it, but we're gonna make fun of this. Guess what? This is what this movie gives you. It's a very fun Halloween movie.
0: Excellent, excellent recommendations this week. Lots of fun recommendations this Lots week. of
1: fun. Lots of fun recommendations, and sometimes that's what it has to be. Sometimes we're on the darker side of things like The Boys. Which, uh, wrapped up. I haven't watched all of it yet, though.
0: The Boys is a lot of fun. As dark as it is.
1: Fun and dark. Like me and Brian. <laughs> Alright. Again, guys, please reach out. Give us feedback. We want to know what tv shows what movies what franchises you want to reboot we want to know what you guys want us to talk about we've had some awesome listener questions that have brought us questions about spider-man and about comic books and movies and things like that we want to hear from you guys again easiest ways to find us follow us midwestern nerds m-i-d-w-e-s-t-e-r-n-e-r-d-s if you're listening to us right now you can see our name on the podcast you're listening to us find us on twitter instagram on Facebook, the Midwestern Nerds Podcast. Our email, Nerds at Gmail. Again, we're on so many different streaming sites. Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and again, Amazon Music. Please take some time to rate and review us. And I know we've been talking to you for over an hour now, and you probably already know, but I'm Chad Coffin. And I'm Brian Stoffel. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or pops, keep, keep it, nerdy. it nerdy. I know, stop. I messed it up. I messed no, it up. No, 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 Brian can do. edit that. Just, okay. we'll stop, and you say, I'm the Golden Knight.
2: And I'm the Golden Knight. No, you gotta wait. Hold on.